when you're speaking to an audience, there comes that point when you've been talking long enough, you've been going on about things, and you finally made your point, and you said, this is what you really need to do. This is really where you need to go. And the audience naturally wonders, why? Why should I do that? And then comes the part where you're supposed to sell to your audience. And I always had problems doing that. Never knew exactly what to do or what sort of sale to make. And I kept thinking, yeah, exactly why? Why should they do anything that I'm talking about? And in the middle of my sale, sometimes I become kind of discouraged. And think, yeah, I'm selling this stuff, I think, but they're not buying it. Heck, I'm not buying it. I don't even believe this stuff I'm talking about. It doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't really working for me. And it's always a frustration by speaking that I went out there trying to get people to do something, and by the time I finished my speech, not only didn't they want to do it, I didn't want to do it either. And it became discouraging. I thought, well, geez, I'm really not getting anywhere with this whole selling thing. And it seems like it should be pretty simple. You just go up there and say, hey, do that. Do what I'm talking about. Smarten up. Get with it. You know you ought to. Why make things bad for you? Just do what you're supposed to do. Do what I'm saying. You know, however I put it, however I terms I put it into, whatever sort of things I said, it just wasn't getting the result. And I knew that famous saying, when you're speaking, you're in sales is true. Now, if you're a speaker and you're not selling, I thought, well, where does that put you? If you really can't sell, where really are you as a speaker? And this began to, to bother me. I thought, well, if I really can't sell, if I really can't get the audience involved, get them going, I mean, what am I doing up here? became kind of, a, of an existential thing. I'm not selling. I'm not making my point. I'm not getting across. And as you know, sometimes you can even talk yourself out of things. As you start going on with it enough, you start thinking, what's the point? Why bother? What am I doing up here? Why being up here? And far from being able to sell my audience on something I was talking about, I began to sell myself on it being a big waste of time. And I bother. Well, you know, some people are good at sales, and I'm just not good at sales. Just don't know it, and, and that's just the way it is. That's what I thought. That's just the way it is. You, just, you can't learn it. So I was chatting with my friend Bob. Who's about this tall, nice guy, and a professional speaker. I said, Bob, I'm just not selling. I don't know quite what to do. He says, Tim. You ever heard of a guy called Craig Valentine? Bob, no, I don't know who Craig Valentine is. Well, Tim, Craig Valentine put a book together called World Class Speaking. And in that book, he talks about selling and how to sell. You might want to take a look at that. So after that Starbucks meeting, I went out, took a look around, and found the book. World Class Speaking, Craig Valentine. And I bought it. I started looking through it. You know how you get a book and you start looking through it and all of a sudden it has something you really need? Now, Craig Valentine was like that. It had something I really needed. It pointed out some really important things about selling and sales I just really never thought about before. 
And I suddenly thought, that makes a lot of sense. Well, they should be doing that. That's, that's kind of how it all works. And Craig put it very easily. He had three P's. Three P's that just really help a lot when you're doing sales. Three P's that kind of underlie the basis of really getting a good sale across. So I came to learn these three P's, and they transformed my speaking. And today you're going to learn about those three P's and find out what they are. Discover about the big mistakes that people make in sales. Because they make the mistakes, they can't sell. And the whole speech falls apart. You'll discover how to make sure you don't make those mistakes. Make sure everything works out okay in your speech. You find out really what's such a big deal about those three Ps. Well, one of the challenges you often have in speaking and selling at the very end is you're going through your speech and you're going through it and it's okay, it's all right. And then you come to your, your point you want to sell, and you just kind of say it. Okay, here, sell. This, I'm selling now. I'm selling to you. And quite often your audience just isn't into it. They're not that interested. I mean, you've got a lot invested in your speech. Your audience has nothing invested. They don't care. It doesn't matter to them. And so as you sit there and you see them kind of, eh, maybe, oh, me on. And you think, it's not really going where I wanted to go. This is a common problem that I had. That it just wasn't working out right. From the very beginning, there was something I was doing wrong from the, the very beginning. I wasn't able to get anywhere in that, in that selling. So I began to look through the book and try to understand okay, what, what it really isn't about. What really is going on there that I'm doing that's not quite right? And as I read through it and looked at it, I realized there was something. There was something there right from the beginning. And Craig called it the first of the three P's. As I read about it, I started to understand a little bit better about it. Because what I've been doing is just going out there and saying, hey, you know, here's where things are, here's what you want to do, and putting it very rationally. This is it. You know, this is, this is the thing. And I thought that, you know, just a simple, rational, this is what you need to do kind of approach, that people just get it. Because people are basically rational. They're basically rational. They, they buy things based on, upon some sort of evaluation of what their needs are, what their wants are, and how to know the difference between those two. And this is this rational, direct approach that I was appealing to in these sales. And yet, I still got the, got the yawns. And I thought that, yeah, it was rational. It's all about being rational. Being up there, being ready, even-tempered. And that's what's going to make everything work. Now, I'd already begun questioning that because I wasn't getting the results I wanted. But then Craig, in Craig's book, really opened me up to this whole new way of looking at selling. A whole new approach. Something you do at the very beginning of selling that's so important. The first of the piece. And that is passion. People 
tend to buy based on their passion, not based on their rationality. So you might think people kind of think things out and say, okay, I'm balancing out my wants and needs, and here, here's what I want. Not really the way people tend to buy things or buy into things. It tends to be the passion, the excitement, the interest there. So what really sells people in your speech when it comes time to sell to them is that passion you bring to it. The passion for the subject. If you're talking about something you don't care about, it doesn't really matter, it's not a big deal. It's like, eh, whatever. You're not just saying the same thing. Eh, whatever, care. But if it's passionate about it, you're excited, you're really interested in it, and you really want to get that across, then, then that comes across. And it's that passion, it's the beginning of selling. It's not selling itself, but it's that passion, that excitement, and saying, why should you do this? Why shouldn't you? It's so great. It's really good stuff. Now, of course, passion can be overdone, can go crazy about it. But just the right amount of passion, the right amount of earnestness, the right amount of strength when you're selling really goes a long way. When you have that passion, you have that earnestness, you have that desire to sell, that really interest in the audience as being like, this is something you really need, and you get that, that sense, that feeling about it to them. That opens them up to the possibility of being sold to. You haven't sold to them yet, but there's that possibility, maybe, perhaps, you might be able to get a sale across. That passion will open up your audience a little bit, help them unclench, help them unwind, help them open. So passion is the first of the P's. So I'm reading through the book thinking, okay, passion, yeah, I get it. Passion. I started using that, that passion, that, that intro. Okay, yeah, passion, that's a, that's a good thing. Using my speech, a little more passion. But then that brought me to another problem. It's just passion alone when she gets you there. I kept trying to passion, 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 but it wasn't quite working. Hey, I really buy this stuff now. Just wasn't working. I kept insisting on you know, buy, get, take, use. Very passionately. But that wasn't enough. Because at one point, at some point, you know, they call it the hard sell. Where someone's passionately pushing something on you, and at some point you start to resist. This is famous for things like used cars. Where the used car sales is passionate, hey, it's great, wonderful, fabulous stuff. And he just keeps pushing it at you, and you keep saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, 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 back off here a little bit. Too much passion there. So passion alone wasn't going to work, and yet passion's all I had. It was, it was a new thing, it was very useful, but it was clear that something more was going to be required than just passion. So I started going, okay, all right, passion's useful, but there's something more missing, there's something more about it. They may be wondering, Tim, why don't you just get to this whole thing? Think, well, I'd use this approach to a book where you, you read it a little bit at a time. So I just come to the passion part. I know there was more of that. I know there were more P's to come, but I was just focusing on this passion. Now, the more I focused on passion, the more I realized there was something that was missing. The, the other parts that I, hadn't, that I hadn't gotten, there was something lacking there. And it was this this thing that was lacking 
that was kind of undermining the whole selling process. Thinking, okay, yeah, all right, passion isn't enough. It's a good start. It'll get me somewhere, but there's more, something more, at least one thing more that's going to be required from just passion. Because then you're just pushing, then you're just trying to get people to do things, or you, and it doesn't really work. So passion by itself wasn't going to work. And I knew that. I thought, okay, Craig, what else you got? What other things you got besides passion? That's when I read about the next P, how the next P worked. Next P, Craig called pull. Pull. So it's first the passion, then the pull. And pulling was this idea of where instead of saying, hey, you got to do this, you simply mention, what are the things that would go wrong if you don't do this? So he called pull. If you don't do this, you'll have this problem. It wasn't saying, hey, do this. Just saying, hey, you can do whatever you want. But if you don't do this, this won't work out for you. If you don't follow my steps, you're going to miss out on this advantage. If you don't buy this product, you won't get this benefit. Call it the pull. It was an interesting idea because instead of saying, hey, do this, do this, do this, it was instead saying, okay, you know, you got a choice. But if you don't do this, you don't get this benefit. It's like if you have a steps to make somebody a millionaire. Okay, do whatever you want, but if you don't follow my method, you don't become a millionaire. Do whatever you want, whatever. But if you don't follow these methods, you're not going to a millionaire. You're not going to get the benefits of being a millionaire. You're not going to get a million dollars. You're not going to be able to buy the things a millionaire dollars. You're not going to have the security a millionaire has. You won't have any of that because you didn't follow the steps of becoming a millionaire. So the amazing thing about this method of pull selling is that, call it pull because your audience really basically saying, okay, I, I get it, but the audience now wants to pull you. Okay, I, I, I get it. I'm not going to, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? That was the whole thing. So if you don't get this, you're not going to get this benefit. Pull. That added a whole new level to my selling. Pulling. So. Well, now in my very slow reading of Craig's book, I had two great tools. I had passion. And I used a lot of passion, and excitement. And this passion and exciting. And I said, oh, just, I believe in this stuff so much. It's just so wonderful. This, this technique I'm using is just so great. I, mean, I really, really believe in it. And that passion lifted me up and filled me up. And I thought, oh, I was filled with passion, excitement. Then I also had this tool called pull. Pull. Yeah, and if you don't do this, you're going to have bad things happen. You don't do what I'm talking about. You don't use this technique, this tip, this trick I'm talking about. Hey, you're going to be out of it. You don't follow my millionaire tips. You won't be a millionaire. You don't know what I'm talking about. You won't get the benefits from it. So that's was where it was at. And the passion and the pull. It was great.
And people were like more interested now. I could tell. When I get to that final part of the song, I said, oh, yeah, he's pretty interested in it. Yeah, I can see the audience was thinking, yeah, he's interested. He's just something he cares about, something he's very involved with. Okay, well, he believes in it. Maybe there's something there. I'm open to that at least. And then I came to pull. Oh, wow. There's some bad things that could happen if I don't take an action. Some bad things that could go on. I don't really do it. Hmm, I better consider that. And I could see this, in, this approach of passion and pull and change the way my audience was responding to my speeches. Responding to the idea of what I wanted them to do. They're much more open to it. They're thinking, okay, yeah, well, maybe, maybe I could do this. Maybe, maybe this could happen. But somehow, couldn't quite close the deal. Passion and pull just weren't enough. They were close. I can see the audience thinking about it, considering, saying, yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah, well, I'm still a little bit uncertain. Somehow, just couldn't quite bridge that gap with the audience. And it was great to know that there was this closeness, there was this sense of almost being there. Almost to the point of, yeah, now I'm selling. But it never quite worked. It never quite clicked. It never quite connected. There was something missing. So I went back to the place where I got everything before. I said, okay, hopefully, hopefully Craig will have another P, the final P that gets everything together and helps me really figure out what's missing and selling to my audience. And I checked, and he did. Craig called it push. Push. So you've done passion, you've done pulling, now you're pushing. And pushing simply says just say what your audience will get if they do what you're saying. So our polling says, if you don't do this, you're not going to get this. But if you do this, you will get this. And that's the final thing. See, your audience needs to be reassured that they're making the right move. They need to be encouraged that this is the right thing to go. It's not enough to be excited about it. It's not enough to warn them that if you don't do it, bad things will happen. It's okay, but they still want the absolute direction of, all right, I give you permission now. Because good things will happen if you do this. If you do this, things will turn out. And that's what your audience wants to hear. If you tell them that right at the beginning, they're going to say, well, I don't know. You don't seem that enthusiastic. I don't see what the problem is. But if you're enthusiastic and they know what the problem is, they're going to say, okay, yeah, great. Tell me. Tell me. It's all going to be okay. What are the things I'm going to get if I follow your direction? Then they're all set up for that push. Final push it pushes them into taking that action. You say, when you do this, things are going to go good. Things are going to go fine. Things are going to go well. You do this, and things are just going to go great, be wonderful, have all these sort of benefits, and then list out what those benefits are. Once you start using my million dollar plan, you're going to have more money than you ever knew what to do with before. Money will be rolling in. You have all the security of having all that money. Anything you want, you can get. Anything you dreamed of, you can handle. You'll be in the Millionaire's Club. You'll have a whole new level of earning status. All the benefits. That's the final P. Push.
So when you want to sell the very end of your speech, passion's important. You got to believe in it. You got to be enthusiastic about it, excited about it. Otherwise, the audience is just going to sit there and be like, yeah, you know, you don't seem to care about it. I don't seem to care about it. Nobody really cares. It doesn't really matter. Passion. It's that passion, the beginning of sales. Now, that passion is not the end of sales. You can't just say, I'm so passionate, therefore you're going to do this stuff. No, that's not going to happen. Without the passion, you can't get the possibility of a sale. The passion opens the audience up to your message, opens your eyes to thinking about what you're talking about, opens up to saying, okay, well, at least the guy believes in it. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something there. At least the gal believes in it. Maybe there's something there. And that's all you can do is open the audience up. And then, once they're opened up, you've got pull. The pull. And the pull simply is to get them pulling on you for something. And you do that by telling them what they won't get. People have this natural sense of wanting to get things once they hear about them. So you tell them they won't get something, they're being denied something, and they won't be able to handle it. They won't be able to get it. That creates an emptiness that didn't exist before. If you don't do this, you won't get these things. All of a sudden it's like, wow, wait a minute. I won't get those things. That's a problem. So when you're selling, you want to engage your audience. Tell them about all the things they don't get. Resist that temptation to try to say, well, everything's wonderful. No, 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 no. You don't do this. Whatever you do, whatever you want. But if you decide not to do this, you're not going to get these results. Decide not to take these steps for this million dollar program, you're not going to get the million dollars. Tell them what they won't get, the pull. And then, once you got the passion, you got the pull, you tell them what they won't get, then you can finally get on and say, this is what you will get. Once you follow these steps, you will get this. Combining that with passion and with pull creates an amazing pow amazingly powerful sell. The audience suddenly thinks, hey, now I'm going to get all those things. Now I've got this great opportunity to get all the things you're talking about. And it's very simple. I just have to do this step or these steps you're talking about. And I'm going to get all of these benefits. All of a sudden the question why is so clear. You care a lot about it. it Seem to matter to you. I'm going to miss out on all this stuff if I don't do it. I'm going to get all this stuff if I do do it. All I have to do is this follows this very simple stuff. This is really a, a winning combination. So I started using this approach. Passion, pull, push for the sales. And I noticed a change. People were paying attention more. I noticed the passion got them involved. I could see them unclenching, relaxing. When it came to the pull, I could see them cringing a little bit. Thinking, oh not going to be getting all this stuff. When it finally came to the push, I could see them leaning forward and nodding their heads and saying, okay. Almost hear them thinking, okay, this is great. I'm going to get all this stuff. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make that happen. And I noticed that people would take the, would do what I was talking about. And even come to me afterwards and said, Tim, I did what you suggested. And I got those benefits you're talking about. It really helped a lot. Thanks. And it worked so well in transforming my whole sales approach. And then I began to really get and understand sales. And it was so simple and it was so powerful. And you can do the same thing with your audience. 
You're always just sitting there. Give them some passion. Make sure you're excited. You're interested. Make sure you talk about something you care about, something that matters to you. And then tell them what they aren't getting. Get the pull. And you don't do this, you're not going to get this. Hey, this is a wonderful thing for me. It's not going to be for you. And when you get that all set up, then the push. Hey, you do this, you get all these benefits. So many benefits because one simple little action. When you do that, you're going to find your audience are engaged, interested, excited, leaning forward, unclenching, relaxing. And they'll follow through. They'll do the things you suggest. They'll take the actions you're talking about because they can so clearly see how they benefit themselves and how it really makes sense to do that. So you're selling to your audience. You want to sell really effectively. Remember, passion, pull, and push.